You're listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, joined by returning guest, Dr. Greg Sylvester. He's joining us as uh, Chief Medical Officer at Securus to talk about the first ever study of influenza and COVID-19 vaccine co-administration. Welcome back to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Greg Sylvester, and thank you so much for returning. Well, Neil, it's wonderful to be back, and thank you for the invitation. Well, you're a chief medical officer there at uh, Securus. Give us a bit of your professional background. Tell us a bit about yourself for those uh, of our listeners who may not be familiar with you as a contributor. So um, I'm actually a physician by training. I train both in pediatrics and preventive medicine. I've spent most of my career on that public health side of the world. Um, I worked in um, what we would think of bread and butter public health and in a state health department, and Mm -hmm. I've worked at the CDC. But um, for the last dozen years, I've had the wonderful opportunity of working in the pharmaceutical industry, and here the last five at Securus as the chief medical officer. Now, Novavax conducted a study, a first ever of its kind study, concerning the co-administration of flu and COVID-19 vaccines. Well, so I think it's important to know, let me just start off with, that Novavax does not have a licensed vaccine. This was one of their phase three trials, you know, to be able to um, to get a licensure. So um, what they did is they, this is... Um, a big study, and they took a subset of those people within their COVID-19 vaccine trial, and then they co-administered. They gave an influenza vaccine in the opposite arm. So if they gave the COVID vaccine in the left arm, then they gave the influenza vaccine in the right arm. So are there um, huge benefits due to this co-administration? What did the study, uh, study find? What were some of the major takeaways? Well, we know that that um, here in the United States, we are still lagging behind in COVID-19 immunizations. And so there is discussions at the recommending body at the CDC, the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practice, on whether we ought to be co-administering vaccines when we give a COVID vaccine. And these recommending bodies, certainly the one here in the United States, um, wants evidence. They, they're an evidence-making um, recommendations. And so having this study to say that it was safe and effective to give both vaccines at the same time goes a long way to help clinicians feel comfortable that if they have somebody in front of them that needs a COVID vaccine and it's during flu season, they can also go ahead and give a influenza vaccine. Now, you said safe and effective. We've been hearing a a lot in the news media uh, about certain um, side effects from any of the COVID-19 vaccines. Um, How will administering a flu vaccine exacerbate or eliminate some of those side effects from the COVID-19 vaccine? Well, that's a very good question. And unfortunately, the study is too small to be able to determine Mm -hmm. long-term effects. And and so... um, what I think has been really fundamental here in the United States is that the early warning surveillance systems on safety have worked. No therapeutic, no vaccine is without risk. The risks are typically minuscule, but nonetheless, we ought to know about them and we ought to address them immediately. In a small study that the Novavax had a fairly large study, but that they had a small population that received both vaccines, it's too early to say whether there was going to be any any benefit 
to reduce side effects or would you see additional side effects? We, we'll see that when, when either they get licensed or when people start giving the COVID vaccine with other influenza vaccines. How taxed is the immune system once a vaccine is introduced? Of course, you're going. The goal is to produce antibodies for whatever it is you're, you're vaccinating against. But when you've got a double whammy like that on the immune system with two vaccines at the same time, what did the study initially uh, find? Well, I think that's a good question. You, you know, our immune system works 24 hours, seven days a week. And, and it's starting from the time we were in utero all, all the way to the time we pass away. Unfortunately, that it wanes over time. Our immune system can't stay as strong and as robust as it is when we're younger. And so over time, we call that immunosenescence. And does it occur when you're 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 or 90? It occurs somewhere um, later on in life. And, and so what this study showed is what when they gave two vaccines, which I must say, they did not give it in the pediatric, but this was not a pediatric study, mm -hmm. but we give a lot of vaccines together, right? That's been, that, that we've been doing that for a number of years. Okay. But in this study, what it showed was is that the adverse events, your question earlier, were no different when you gave the two vaccines versus if you just gave the one vaccine. So when most of them are tenderness at the site of vaccination and some swelling and redness. And they didn't see that by giving two vaccines that it potentiated or it made it even worse. Are the dosages of the vaccines reduced when both are used in combination as opposed to when only nope. one is used? <laughs> yeah, that's great. No, no, because they're licensed to be given at a certain dose. Mm -hmm. And whether we combine them or give them co-administer or simultaneously, or whether we give them separately, we don't change the dose. So a vaccine is a vaccine is a vaccine. Mm -hmm. We give it at the dose that it was licensed for. We do know that the COVID-19 vaccines are you know, safe and effective, but there are different types. There are different companies putting them out. What types of flu vaccines were used in this study? Was it just one type or were there uh, several types? Well, yeah. So, so the study was done in the United Kingdom, and they actually used the vaccines that the United Kingdom uses, which happened to be ones that we use here in the United States also. For those that were 18 to 64, they gave what's called flu cell vax. We manufacture that here at Securus. And that's it. the technology is interesting there. It's not manufactured in egg. It's manufactured in a cell line. So that, in fact, it's got a potential of being much closer to the circulating strains. For those that were 65 and older in the UK, as well as here in the US, you can have an adjuvanted vaccine. An adjuvant is something that helps gear up the immune system. So they gave Fluad. Both of these vaccines were quadrivalent. They had two A strains and two B strains, but the flu cell vax and the Fluad that were used in the study is the exact same Fluad and flu cell vax that we use here in the United States with Securus. Do you feel that this is going to have a major impact on the uh, immunization scheduling for these different age groups? And what do you think about CDC recommendations based on some of these findings? Well, I think it's going to be important to co-administer. I, I think that um, it, it, we here in the United States still need to give people 
um, the opportunity and, and need to get them to be vaccinated against COVID. There's no question. Um, the CDC director last week said that the pandemic is now a pandemic of unvaccinated. So let's get rid of the pandemic. Let's vaccinate as many people as possible. But we also know that every year, we, the CDC or this ACIP, the recommending body, recommends an annual flu shot. And we saw a very low rate of flu last year. I think it had to do with wearing masks and hand washing and social distancing, all the things that we're stopping are starting to stop now. So that in fact, I think we're gonna see flu come back. Will it come back um, with a vengeance? Only time will tell, but we now have vaccines for both diseases. Let's make sure we're vaccinated for both diseases. Well, give us a website where our listeners can learn more about your company, if you would. Certainly. Well, the, the, the places, if you would go on securus.com, it's an interesting spelling. It's S-E-Q-I-R-U-S.com. And they can get on and they can learn more about flu cell vax, which is that cell-based uh, technology vaccine that I talked about, or they can learn about, for those that are 65 and older, they can learn about Fluad, which is that adjuvanted one that I referred to. Right. Well, Dr. Sylvester, always a pleasure speaking with you. I'm hoping that we'll get you back on soon. Thank you. I look forward to it. Thank you so much, Neil. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with returning guest, Dr. Greg Sylvester. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.